What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. We got a special episode for you guys this morning. We're going to go over our 2023 quarterback dynasty rankings, and uh, we brought in Jesse to help us do that. How's it going, Jesse? It's going good. Good morning. We're, uh, this is Happy it. Super this is our, uh, yeah, this is like our, I guess you can't call it Christmas because it's not quite as exciting, but it's, uh, it's the last weekend we get until the draft starts up. Well, we're going to be getting combine and, and trades and free agency going in a couple of weeks here. So that's definitely exciting. I think uh, what we're going to try and do going forward is we're going to try and continue to do. So like the next video that we have, I have Jesse on for, we're going to do a running back uh, dynasty rankings. We'll do a, a separate wide receiver one, a separate tight end one. And then probably maybe sometime like early April, we'll have our final rookie uh, discussion where we kind of just do a rookie mock draft or something like that and can can uh, learn more along the way. We got tons to learn about those guys. So for today's focus, we're just kind of focusing on current quarterback rankings and essentially we're each going to draft your own, we're each going to, you know, draft our own rankings uh, and we'll get to the rookies down here at the bottom. But the main focus is uh, for 2023, which quarterbacks are you, especially like in a startup, like which quarterbacks, that's kind of the thinking here, I think. And uh, I don't know, Justin, you want to lead us off with your, Who's the number? Like, there's a couple guys here at the top of the list. I think it's a good top five or six. But if you're starting a dynasty league draft tonight, who's the first QB taken off the board? Yeah, so I think uh, I think I go Patrick Mahomes here. And I know he's probably the consensus two on most lists. Um, I'm going to aggregate it all. Um, I've just been leaning Mahomes over Allen. Uh, just looking at this past season, just thinking about their body of work, the kind of quarterbacks they are. I think Mahomes obviously is the best passer in the league, and he's now proven he can do it with anybody. I mean, maybe a knock on him going into the season was, oh, he lost Terry Kill. Um, well, he's kind of proven that he can still lead the league in touchdowns, and he can still do it all. Um, Allen obviously is fantastic. He can run. He can pass. He can do it all. I think the hits are starting to take a toll on his body maybe, and I think this last season we kind of saw he's uh, he's put everything on his shoulders. He's trying to do it all, and uh, that can lead to errors, trying to be the hero all the time. I just think that the way he plays, it's not going to last forever. That style, he's going to have to scale back his rushing. And when that happens, I think Mahomes, just from a passing perspective, is you know he's the top of the top of the board for me. I'm I'm also willing to put Mahomes as my number one QB, and he did beat out Josh Allen by about what almost 18 points this season. Their averages are basically the same. If I go back to even 2021 stats, you're probably going to see Josh Allen uh, go over. Uh, let me refilter that here. Josh Allen was QB1 in 2021. Um, Mahomes had a little bit of a down year, and that's weird to say. But the fact that he did more with less this year, um, I saw a stat where, like, he had – he led the league with touchdowns inside the five-yard line. Like, that, that offense and just how they operate, it's it's meant for Mahomes to throw touchdowns. And with Josh Allen, the body hits uh, can start mounting up. And you also have like what like Stefan Diggs, man. Life after Diggs, like that's something to think about too, in, in maybe another year or two. Because Diggs is probably approaching 30. He's probably 28, 29, right? Um, mm-hmm. I guess the same can be said for Travis Kelsey, but I think Mahomes has shown us enough that like it doesn't matter who they give him. Like he's making magic with Kadarius Tony, MVS, and uh, a bunch of junk at running back. So I think he's kind of bulletproof. We'll both put him uh, at our number one position. And then does that mean Josh Allen's our number two? Do you have anyone else to contend with number two? Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 interesting because I think Hertz is like kind of like a weird he's like he moves sometimes he's as high as one, sometimes he's as like low as like five or six on people's lists. Hertz is the other guy that I'd consider. He's got mm-hmm. the age on his side. And I think he's got I mean the offense on his side is you know, that offense is built to be good for the next few years, right? You know. AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard. It's like oof. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line is one of the best in the league. Uh, it's it's certainly interesting to think about. I think I take Josh Allen just because I I think we've seen we've seen the ceiling. Yeah. Um but Hertz was the number one QB in points per game yeah. this season. It's just a matter if is is that sustainable? We we are not sure. I think if I were to ask you over the next two seasons, would you rather have Hertz or Josh Allen? We're probably gonna take Hertz. Probably, yeah. I mean you take Hertz, but in a five year span, you're probably gonna go with Josh Allen. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's like for fantasy, the Russian quarterback, you like you need it, especially in like a redraft league. When one only one season on the line, 
you want the Russian quarterback. But in a dynasty, you got to kind of think about like how sustainable are these guys over the long haul. So are we putting Hurts uh, at number three or um, I might differ. I, I might prefer someone else over Jalen Hurts at three just because some of the longevity and, and kind of the prove it situations. But when I'm drafting these dynasty guys, I'm, I'm trying to think of my quarterbacks for at least the next five to eight years because uh, I don't, I don't want to have to worry about that position. So do you do you lock in Hurts at three or are you looking elsewhere? I think before the season, if you would have asked me, I would have had probably Herbie as a top three guy. But um, I'm a little nervous about that team now. They're going through offensive coordinator changes. There's rumors that they're cutting Keenan yeah. Allen um, and, and Gerald Everett. So, like, where do they go to, like, build around Herbie? So, from the talent perspective, I think probably top three. From a organization perspective, I think I got to go Hurts just based on the, the talent around Hurts. Okay. I, I think maybe after the draft – Maybe if the Chargers deliver uh, Herbert some goodies, maybe we'll have a different take there. Because, I mean, if they pull in a wide receiver like Smith and the Jigba round one and, and get some other help or a tight end or something like that, maybe there's some fun there. Uh, but I think – so I'm going to put Jalen Hurts at your number three. I'm taking Joe Burrow over um, over Jalen Hurts. Just uh, I, think, I just – you're locking yourself into Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, um, I would imagine there's going to be a new running back at some point in the next year or two for the Bengals. Uh, I just, I mean, Joe Burrow, man, I, I, I don't know if we've seen his ceiling yet. Uh, what if this is Jalen Hurts' ceiling? I don't know if he can play. Is is it more likely that Joe Burrow hasn't found his ceiling or Jalen Hurts is just hasn't found his ceiling yet? I, I think there's more to, uh, to go up there with Joe Burrow. I'm going to put Hurts at number four. That's no problem. Are you, are you looking at Burrow number four? Do you have someone else in mind there? Yeah, I mean, I love what I saw from Herbie. I mean, just he still had a decent, you know, a quality season, but, uh, you know, it just wasn't, there was lacking. I mean, the injuries were really added up. And I think he, you know, unlike Mahomes, he's not that guy who can guarantee you points, regardless of who's around him. I think he kind of he needs the system. Um, so, and uncertainty with, you know, I mean, I, I like Kellen Moore, but there's uncertainty, obviously. Yeah. The one thing, because I, I watched, pretty much like every Chargers game this year. Obviously, he had the rib injury week two, and that definitely hampered things. But he also was without Keenan Allen for two months, and then Mike Williams missed a, a handful of weeks. The offense was never healthy. Uh, whether Even his offensive line, he lost Rashawn Slater. A couple other pieces on that offense were in and out. I think his center, Corey Lindsley, was in and out. And then when they did get into the red zone, Austin Eckler was running touchdown. So – uh, this is like a buy low opportunity, I think, for Justin Herbert, uh, because who knows if Kellen Moore can figure it out. I, I he, Herbert was QB eleven last year. He's, he's you're probably not going to get too many more seasons like this. Um, so I'm I'm open to buying him low. Uh, but you're going to put are you going to put Herbert or Burrow at four? Long term play, I think Herbert can bounce back. Short-term Burrow. This is, I mean, it's, it's really a tough one. I think they're going to go back-to-back for me. But, yeah. yeah, I'll take Burrow right now. I think Burrow's – And then do you want to lock in – Do you want to lock in Herbert yeah. at five, or do you have someone else there? Because I'm going to probably lock Herbert in at five as well. Yeah, I think these are uh, – it's, you know, it's from the top. You can kind of tell who the top talent is here. And, I mean, <laughs> I think there's just questions around Lamar. There's questions around yeah. a couple of these other guys on the list. I think there's there's one interesting, you know, younger guy here coming up. And, uh, so, I just want to kind of recap our top five because you got Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, and then uh, we did put Herbert there at the end of it. Uh, but what's what's so Joe Burrow? He's not going to get the rushing upside of a Hurts and Allen or Mahomes. Um, he <laughs> can get rushing touchdowns, but I think that's what's going to keep him kind of uh, not in the top one or two, unless there's injuries to these guys here. But I, I think Burrow's probably a, he's going to be a top five lock. Every year that he plays a full season, I would say, um, just because there's just too much to like on that offense, and they're improving that offensive line. They're they're going to be a contender for years to come. But what I don't know what it's going to take for him to lead the league as a quarterback, you know, overall quarterback one. He's probably going to have to throw like 45 touchdowns or something like that, which he'll get one of those seasons eventually. But I just I just think for the safety standpoint, Joe Burrow between Allen Hurts. Like, I, I think Joe Burrow is probably the safer play between the two for the next decade, but we'll see. Uh, it's, it's an interesting top five. And then uh, where do you go at six? Cause now we're looking at some rushing quarterbacks and uh, a young Trevor Lawrence. There's some fun options here. Where do you lean six? 
Right. Yeah. So yeah, this, this is where you kind of get those questionable guys who made it, you know, boom, bar, you know, QB one seasons type, but the sustainability is not going to be there. Uh, to your point about the burrow, he might not have the ceiling, but like, he's kind of like a Tony Romo, you know, he's going to keep chucking the ball and putting up good points. So just a quality guy. So next, yeah. And then this is, I mean, this is a real, a lot of questions here. Lamar Jackson, what, you know, the injuries they're piling up. What's the offense going to look like? We're not sure. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, kind of the rising star, right, with Justin Fields. You have Kyler Murray, same questions. He doesn't have his coach who he had in college. Sean Watson, how's he going to look next year with a full offseason program? I mean, he's kind of the guy here who, like, you think if he returns to form, he's probably slopping into a top three spot. You know, if, if, he, if Deshaun Watson goes off, looks like he did before, you know, everything went down, he could be a top three guy because he's still relatively young. He could have a lot of elite years. Uh, we've seen it before. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson because okay. we, we've seen the ceiling. And I, I have confidence that Baltimore as an organization, they're going to bring somebody in who's going to be able to, you know, attract Lamar to stay. I think it's just a good spot for him ultimately to stay. And uh, I mean, they're going to build around him. We've seen it before. You know, when he's healthy and optimized, he's, you know, I mean, he's just a superstar. I like the Lamar Jackson staying in Baltimore theory. I just, I don't know, man. It's kind of tough because why didn't they pay him already? You know, if they, if they were going to do it, they would have done it already. So I'm kind of hesitant on that. <clears throat> Maybe he finds a new home, but either way, you're weighing Lamar Jackson versus uh, Justin Fields. I might argue that I'd rather have Justin Fields for the next few years, just because he's, he's young, he's fresh. The bears are kind of loaded and flush with picks and, um, Consider how well he played this year with nothing around him. That's pretty freaking scary. Um, mm -hmm. you, you have a potential Lamar Jackson ceiling with Justin Fields. Who, who Would it surprise me if Justin Fields won an MVP in a, in a year or two? He'd have to win a lot of games in order to do that. But the fantasy numbers were incredible for a little stretch there. So if they continue to build around him, very exciting. So J J Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, that's almost like a coin flip to me. Um and then you do have Trevor Lawrence, who is your prototypical guy who, who, if we were to have the same show next year, would it surprise you if we have Trevor Lawrence in our top five uh, of QB rankings? I'm going to say probably not because you're adding Calvin Ridley uh, with Christian Kirk and, and Evan Ingram. We'll see what they do in free agency. But Trevor Lawrence is right there as well. But I think you have to give the nod. I'm going to put Lamar Jackson there just out of respect. Um, but I, I'm going – Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence, man. Like, that, that's the next conversation for me. Is I, I like I like Kyler Murray, I like Deshaun Watson, but in terms of dynasty, you're looking at some like these, this is the future of the NFL right here. I think in a year or two, these are going to be the guys that kind of creep into the top five. Um, I don't know, man. I, it's a coin flip. Do you go Trevor? Do you go Justin Fields? Or do you still like one of those veterans at at seven? Yeah, I mean, get get Trevor a line, and he's you know. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence, like we're talking about Burrow and Herbert, you know, safe guys, consistent. He's QB athletic. QB7. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's athletic too, man. I mean, that's like, but he's smart, you know. It's not like he's like, <clears throat> see, the thing about Josh Allen, he just, bro, that man just throws his body like he just does not care what happens to it. But I think Trevor's a little more conscious about it. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's sustainability right there. I mean, the weapons look good. Just get the man an O line, and I think he uh, he's he said it. we'll be talking about him in the top five next year. So, I I lean, I lean Trevor. Yeah, Justin Fields in Chicago. What? Why is it that I just can't trust a Chicago quarterback? I mean, when's the last time we've been able to trust a Chicago quarterback for multiple seasons? We've never seen one do what he did though. Uh, it it was pretty dang scary. This run from about week seven. Towards weeks week fifteen, he was the guy. He was the one he you missed wanted. The game. He missed but the game in there. We're gonna talk about sustainability though with him because right. you can't be giving the man eighteen carries. I mean, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, I mean that stretch is insane. That's it's Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's it's a Lamar Jackson stretch, but like he did it with his legs and the touchdowns in every single game. It's it's insane. I'm going to do something a little crazy here. I'm going to actually bump Lamar Jackson to my seven spot. I'm, I'm doing, I'm putting Trevor Lawrence here at number six, just because I, I value consistency. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be someone that I can trust to mm -hmm. Lamar's had some injuries the last few years. 
Baltimore's offense, it seems like every year they're they're leading the league in, in big playmakers being injured. They lost Rashad Bateman. You know, you have J.K. Dobbins coming back, which which could steal some touchdowns in the future. I just I think there's too many questions with Baltimore where I kind of see Baltimore's trajectory maybe going slightly down, whereas it, it's pointed up with, with Trevor Lawrence there in Jacksonville. So I'm just going to swap him in there. And then I think I'll flip Justin Fields into my eighth spot. I mean, comparing him against a Kyler Murray, it just seems like anything that can go wrong in Arizona will go wrong with him under quarterback right now. Deshaun Watson's an exciting player, but we're kind of getting into those guys that are kind of in their prime. They're, they're, they're past their puppy days, uh, but they do have questions. But I, I think as far as upside, man, I'm, I'm going to put Justin Fields here at QB eight. And it's just crazy. Cause like when he was on his run, like he was QB one, uh, like he mm-hmm. was up there with, the fact that he finished what QB six and he missed how many games? Um, what the frick is Geno Smith doing on this list? But, um, but yeah, I'll put Fields at eight. Did you want to do the same, or are you looking elsewhere? I, I honestly, I think you talked me into Trevor Lawrence above Lamar Jackson. Just kind of, we I think we've talked ourselves into it. Um, so I, I'll take Trevor over Lamar, and I'm going to do the same kind of concept yeah. as you here. Put Lamar and Justin back to back. Lamar's just done it a little bit more. And then I think Fields is a guy who, like, you know, we could be talking about him. He can have a mega season where he's QB1, just like Lamar did a few years ago. The problem is after that season, what has he done? You know, it's been in and out of injuries. You need a solid QB2 if you're going to go that route, especially in a super flex, um, which I'm, you know, always consciously thinking about as, you know, particularly as a Lamar Jackson owner. It's, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough QB to have on your roster. You love them and you hate them. Well, when you, I think when you roster a guy like Lamar or Justin Fields or even Kyler Murray for that, um, you're going to want to lock him in with like a, a stable court, like a pocket passer, the one guy that you can kind of rely on to be there as your, your, your standard QB1. But when those running backs or the running quarterbacks are healthy, it's a cheat code. We know that. Um, <clears throat> but now we kind of got like, that's a fun top eight. Like that, that's it's super sexy. But now we're looking at Kyler Murray, who's got questions. Deshaun Watson, who's got a bajillion questions. Dak Prescott, tons of questions with him. Like, is is he the guy in Dallas for the future? We don't even know. Uh, and then, then you got Tua, Trey Lance, and then we're going to get to some dirty QBs, whether it's Cousins, Jones, Carr, <laughs> it's a little bit messy here. But uh, are you just going to kind of rapid fire some of these guys in here? Do you like Murray more than Watson? Or for me, it's purely, I'm just, I'm purely looking at these two for number nine and 10, and then I'll, I'll, we'll get to the rest here. But what's, uh, what's your stance here on number nine? Yeah, I think this is where I go to the Deshaun Watson and say, you know, I'll take the upside of what he can do if he returns to, to prior status. We saw him get a little bit better as the season went on. I mean, these are floor games for him going forward. He did have a nice three-touchdown game here against Washington. Slightly mm-hmm. concerned that he didn't really get to, to th- like, this is like 42 passing attempts, and he only put up 276 yards, not the best. 31 passing attempts against New Orleans, only 135 yards. But, again, he's just getting his feet wet here with this new team. You got you got a Amari Cooper, David Njoku. Maybe they add some guys around him to throw mm-hmm. the ball. So I think, <clears throat> I think there's more excitement there. And then Arizona, like they don't even have a coach yet. Like it's it's we don't know what I'm nervous they're... about Kyler, man. I... Um does you have the question of does he have it? Like is he the leader meant right. uh, to lead a franchise to a Super Bowl, or is he just a guy that's gonna uh, accumulate some stats and, and and maybe get hurt for a couple th- it just seems like every uh he's gonna have a great September, November comes around, he has his lull when the new Call of Duty comes out, and then he'll have a, a couple peak games in December. Uh, but I, I think I'm, I'm. We're gonna put Watson here above Murray just because there's a little bit. Um, I think so too. Let, kinda, let me ask you this. Yeah. If uh, if we got a news announcement on like a Thursday morning that Kyler Murray retired to go play in the MLB, would you be like, how shocked would you be? I wouldn't be that shocked. Like, um, I'm like, I, it wouldn't phase me. Um, of like the of like top tier talent in the NFL, he'd be the least shocking of like. To retire, he just you know. I just want to look at his numbers from this season. So he's putting up eighteen point two points per game, which is fine. Missed the whole half, the second half of the year. Uh, you owned Kyler Murray in our big league here. What was your? I mean, the first nine weeks when you had him, were you satisfied here? He had a couple games here in uh, the teens, a couple games in the twenties. Was this someone that uh, 
you wanted did he leave you wanting more? Right. I mean, when you take a, a guy like Kyler in your draft, you're taking him in a super flex in the top two rounds, and you're expecting to see some ceiling games. And I mean, he did, 25 was his ceiling all year, which um, to me was fine. But there's a lot of like you know mid team games there. You know, from a guy like Kyler, I'm expecting floor games to be closer to 20. Um, so I was left wanting a little bit more. It seems like he wasn't running as much as he had been earlier in his career. So we're kind of sour. It seems like we're kind of souring on Kyler Murray. Uh, if if you can trade Kyler Murray and get draft picks, is this kind of the window to do so? Or are you? I'm not really sure we're trying to acquire him at this point unless you get him for cheap. But I I think it's worth um, investigating what his trade value is this year. But let's go ahead and put Deshaun Watson uh, in here at number nine. Mm-hmm. And then are yeah, we think- are we going to put Kyler Murray as QB ten? It's like by default. Um, just don't. Dak is like a guy who I just. Yeah, is there anybody fine. else? Tua, man, what's Miami gonna do this year? Is Tua their guy? Uh, you click Daniel him? Jones, dude. I was that's the guy, dude. I was thinking about him. So QB nine this year. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he, you know, hovered around QB eight to ten for the next few seasons. And considering he didn't do – he did this without – name. please name his receivers for me um, without looking them up. Uh, this year was – it was a joke. Slayton. There is Slayton. Isaiah Hodge, Hodgins was like his number one at the end of the year. Hodgins. They had Sterling Shepard for two games. Uh, they, they just – they had a bunch of junk at the receiver position. And uh, the dude, he, he proved everyone wrong, and I think he's going to earn himself a nice big contract here. Now, his low games, you know, we see 13, 13, 12, 13, 9. Kind of frustrating up and down, uh, but he somehow manages to to get there at QB9 at the end of the year. Daniel Jones versus Kyler Murray, man, that's where we're at, that's, that's where we're at right now um, with these two quarterbacks. And I don't think there's anyone else that I'm willing to put over Kyler Murray. It's, it's potentially Dak. It's potentially Daniel Jones. Uh, I, I think we'll probably. I'm probably just going to put Kyler Murray in here at ten. Yeah, I, I agree. But like, if if if, uh, if I again, if I'm drafting, uh, a, even if it's a super flex draft tonight, Kyler Murray's probably not on my board. Um, yeah, I, I I think after nine is kind of my get me one of those guys in the top, at least one, maybe two in a super flex. Get me one of those guys, and then I kind of like I'll wait till like the next tier, which will be probably in the around the twenties when yeah. we start. You know, maybe grabbing uh, upside guys like I can't even pick it. Doesn't matter. Or maybe like a backdoor Geno. You know, for the next couple of years. Yeah, um, Jordan. I think I, honestly, I think the Jordan Love discussion is like. I don't know uh, why. These are fantasy pro rankings. They have him way the hell down here, man. Uh, below yeah. Purdy, Howell, Ritter. Like Jordan Love should be up here. I think by Pickett um, at that point. But uh, but anyways, we got our top tens locked in. I think for me, it's probably Dak and Daniel Jones, my next two. I do like Tua, um, but man, like that's a can of worms with his his new concussion history. I I don't mm. know how comfortable I would be taking him in, in a startup draft right now. So uh, for me, it's kind of a coin flip, Dak versus, uh, versus Daniel Jones. Where was Dak this year? Dak Prescott did finish. Right down below Kyler. So he, he averaged was- about 16.6 per game. He had the... He had the week one where he got hurt. But mm-hmm. after that, kind of Daniel Jonesy looking numbers. He did have, it uh, looks like a little bit higher of a floor. I think these guys, I mean, look at the double digit touch or the, the multiple touchdowns here. Those are nice too. Uh, and he did kind of get looser with the running down the stretch here. So to me, it's it's probably Dak or Daniel Jones here. Do you have one that you're leading more than the other? Yeah, I mean. Jeez Louise, two NFCs quarterbacks. Dak's a little bit older. I mean, I might honestly, I think Daniel Jones for the longevity play, but it's like one of those things. It's like, is he their quarterback? And, and we only after next year, year, yeah, it's. And I think Dak and, if, we saw, if we saw the Giants give Daniel Jones like a three or four year deal, you'd feel a bit safer about that. That at least gives you the next three four year window. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to put Dak in there just because I've seen it. I trust it. And even a down Dak year has has been solid. He's still going to be a low-end QB1. Um, for So for me, I'm going to go ahead and put Dak and then Daniel Jones. And in a 12-man league, these guys are both still QB, low-end QB1s. Um, so I'm not going to get too 
too caught up in, I guess, making the decision on it. But what are you are you doing the same? Do you want Dak or do you want Daniel Jones? Yeah, I'll take Dak here, and then Daniel Jones. Now we get to the shit show. <laughs> um, yeah, this is where I think we could see some uh, some convert uh, some divergence for sure. I, I got actually. Yeah. I think a name here is interesting that. I considered for a second here over over one of these two guys is Jared Goff. Has he earned the the right to be the quarterback in Detroit for their, at least the next season? So if, if I'm Detroit, I don't think you have to draft a quarterback in the first round this year. Um, if and because there's there's kind of four QBs in the first round this year. Um, let me actually pull up the link. Um, you got Anthony Richardson, who's kind of crept into the top like 15, 20 picks or so. If you're Detroit and you don't want – you want, I, I want to give Jared Goff another year and see what he can do. Uh, but if you can – again, these guys right here, you got Tanner McKee for Stanford being drafted about 66th overall. You have Hendon Hooker here at 87. A lot of people like this Jared Hall at 105. Uh, mm-hmm. You could probably wait and maybe grab – Grab a guy in maybe the second or third round, especially like that Tanner McKee in the, at 66. You know, someone in the early third, I think, makes a lot of sense. And where did Goff finish this year? QB 10. Right up, yeah. Here's the concerning part about Goff. He had one game on the road greater than 15 points. Where was it? Which one? Uh, week 7, week 18, yeah. <clears throat> Wow. So was, he did finish the year extremely strong. Um, yeah, I mean, it's his home games. I mean, look at his home games. I mean, that's that's the what you want to see. I think they led the league in scoring at home this year. Um, yeah. So he's he's up there. Uh, but again, like you have you have questions there. I think you also have questions in a guy like Derek Carr. Who knows what's mm-hmm. going on with Kirk Cousins? Do you gamble on a Tua or Trey Lance? Like we don't know what their futures hold. Um, well, this is tough. Like we're this at the point tough. where like nobody really wants these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is where, like if you grab Kenny Pickett, he's either gonna make you look really smart or really dumb. You know what I mean? Because like Pittsburgh's known it. I mean, would you rather have Kenny Pickett or Trey Lance right now? Yeah, that's. A, I mean, yeah, I mean Trey is like a he's the ultimate mystery box, right? Yeah. I mean. It, do the, do the Seahawks commit to Geno Smith? I don't know. I, I think what I want to do is I don't know. And I don't know how long Kirk Cousins is going to be a Viking. Um, Kirk Cousins is getting up there in age. He had a great season. He was QB eight this year. I feel like he's been a top twelve QB for the last three or four seasons. And you're attaching yourself to Justin Jefferson um, and TJ Hawkinson, which is nice. But uh, at, at this point, I think it's kind of one big tier where we could put let's put Goff Cousins together. We can throw in Tua. <laughs> Maybe Trey Lance. I don't know. But I think in your head, what do you want at 13? Oh, the Trey Lance upside is, is tasty for me. It's the most upside on this list. And if I'm going to gamble in this range, I want to take the most upside. Okay, that's fair. And then I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I would assume he's going to beat up Brock Purdy. Yeah, and then, I mean, here, here you have guys who, like, I mean, Goff, Geno, Kirk. Derek Carr is interesting. I mean, New Orleans, if he lands on New Orleans, it's not a bad team to end up on. Hmm. Russell Wilson bounce back. I mean, I just don't – I'm very sour on <laughs> Matthew Stafford's got some years left. Yeah. I mean, what does he look, what does he look like? Bless you. Thank you. Um, too scary. I mean, Dynasty, he's very scary. I think I'd rather have Jared Goff mm-hmm. over Tua right now. So I'm going to do that. I think Goff is our, I, Goff for me is, is the next guy. I think he's at least guaranteed himself another year. And then, you know, I mean, I feel like Detroit's one of those teams where like they build up that team chemistry and they want to lock it, keep it in. If Goff is that mm-hmm. guy, then. Mm, but Kenny Pickett, man. Yeah, I think he, did he, did, he did some good things with uh, the Steelers down the stretch. Just looking at his numbers, you know, kind of low teens as a floor. He didn't have any game over 20, so maybe there's more to be seen here with him. So I guess for me, I'm going to take the sure thing in Kirk Cousins. I'm going to lock myself into a couple of seasons of, of 
fringe QB1 play. I think it's Geno for me here. I think they're going to – yeah. I think they're going to sign him to a deal. So I think right now we're the, the guys we're looking at, these are like two- to three-year windows, whereas at the top when we started the show, we're probably looking at five- to ten-year windows. Um, so for the two- to three-year window, I do like – I kind of like Derek Carr in New Orleans. They're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's got at least a two- to three-year shot with the Saints. Um, I'm probably going to put both these guys uh, next here, and it can be – any order, but I'll put Derek Carr and Geno Smith here. Um, and then it gets interesting, like Tua, Kenny Pickett. I think those guys would be some of my next players here. Uh, but you've got a couple picks to make here. So what do you want to do at 16 and 17? Yeah, I'm going to go Carr 16, Cousins 17. So like this little group we have here, Goff, Smith, Carr, cut that. They're starters. They have some, you know, some solid floor ceiling, other yeah. safer options. And now we get Buck Wild here. I'm going to run Russell Wilson in there. Sean Payton, I think, again, if we were to have this show next year at the same time, maybe Russell Wilson's up up here at the fringe QB1 spot. Um, everything that could go wrong went wrong last year. Sean Payton's not going to take his shit. It could be a really nice bounce back season for the Broncos. They're going to get Javante Williams back as well. And he's still got, what, he's, what, 33, 34 years old? Mm-hmm. He's kind of in that back nine of his career, but he's still in the kind of like early stage of it where we could see a little Wilson, Wilson Renaissance. You don't have to like the guy, but uh, as bad as his year was dude was QB 16. So imagine that that's his freaking floor QB 16. So maybe we're too low on Russell Wilson right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm going to switch things up here on us. I'm going to, I'm going to take, my guy's back here. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna take. I'd rather have Russell Wilson over Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, and Geno Smith for the next three years. Um, they're tied financially to Russell Wilson for that amount of time, and QB sixteen and everything went wrong last year. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. And uh, I don't know. Do you have another guy besides Russell Wilson here? Are you looking at one of the other veteran quarterbacks? Are we looking? We probably could start talking rookie quarterbacks in a second. Yeah, I mean, I. QB eighteen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put Tua in here at eighteen, just because it you know Miami is a good it's a good bot and if they're if they're going to give him a shot I'll take the I'll take the chance. I mean he has some really really nice games. I want to see in terms of average. In terms of average, he was about he, he was the same as Geno Smith, and Geno Smith did finish as QB five. So essentially, Tua was probably playing at a top ten level when he was healthy. So I'll I'll go ahead and put Tua in there uh, as well. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna move Tua, but I'm gonna move Tua up just because if he gets over those injuries, Cousins, Carr, Geno Smith, these guys are one to two year stop gaps potentially. Mm-hmm. And the upside of Tua, like <clears throat> if what's Cousins' upside? QB eight. What's Carr's upside? QB eight. Geno Smith, fine. Right. Uh, Tua does have that top five, top six potential. So I'll swing for the fences there. QB19, who you got? Give me Russ. I think that's a fair play on Russ there. And then now we started dancing with some rookies, some second-year guys who didn't really do much, like Mac Jones. Yeah. How much can we trust them? Um, who's going to be the quarterback in New York? I mean, Rodgers could potentially be on the move there. But how many years does he have left? When he comes out of his um, emer- you know, experience, is he going to want to play football? Yeah. You know, right now you can't take him. Things got to get settled out there. Um, What's the is? I really want to take Jordan Love. Well, I, well, this is what I was going to do. I was going to put Stafford there at twenty, <clears throat> assuming he's got another two to three years left, and then I was going to put Jordan Love next. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a pretty. I think Matthew Stafford. I mean, you know, he took the year. I think the Rams just kind of they folded in, so we didn't really get to see them. No cup, a lot of their guys were hurt. Rams will be Rams will be competitive the next. I don't know how long they have them under contract for. I would imagine another two or three years. So as long as Stafford's healthy and he's playing a full seventeen games, he's going to be a top twenty QB in, in dynasty, you know, in real life fantasy. So I'm going to put Stafford there. Are you doing the same? Yeah. And then are you are you feeling the love? 
putting for me, love it's, over I'm going to put love and picket right next to each other at 21, 22. Yeah. Those are the standouts for me as well. Um, you want picket above love? No, no. I want love it. Love 21. It's actually it might be too low. Um, <clears throat> if love plays a full season, I think he's going to be better than QB 20. Um, yeah, absolutely. This is one of those ones where Rodgers gets traded and we put Jordan Love probably up and above Joff. I would probably right by Trey Lance, and I think that's probably he's probably going to be in that Goff Wilson Tua tier for me. Maybe maybe right behind Trey Lance as well. So it's a fun fun group. And now we're getting to the point where it's like, okay, do I want Rodgers or do I want a rookie? I'm I'm thinking we got to look at the rookies, man. Um, <clears throat> I think what I'll do here is let's scroll on down a little bit. The dog's going nuts. Um, Rosie's got, excited about this one. You got CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. All four quarterbacks expected to go in the first round. CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, both top five picks. Levis, fringe top. He's going to be a top 10 pick, it seems like. Uh, and mm-hmm. then Anthony Richardson's anywhere in the top 15 or top 20. Do, um, do we want to incorporate them into these, or do we want to kind of like – once the draft happens, kind of slot them in, see where they end up. Well, I just, I think, I think we're at that point where, like, <clears throat> if we, I mean, if we're being honest, every quarterback would, would go higher than probably Love and yeah. Pickett in a startup. Absolutely, draft. absolutely. So we, I think we should insert, we should insert them, because um, that's kind of the landscape of things right now. Like, you're not going to draft any of these quarterbacks above those rookies. Um, no. So for me, I'm going to put C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young up here together, um, and I'm going to I'm going to put them over, and I kind of want to move them up, <laughs> um, up above. I'm going to leave How them. There. You put them, you know. I'm going to leave them there because I think if I if I'm being honest with myself. I would rather have C.J. Stroud over Matthew Stafford. I'd rather have C.J. Stroud over Geno, over Carr, over Cousins. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Somebody offers you Daniel Jones for the 101. You're taking the 101. Yeah. So these guys are probably... Dak? Over Kyler Murray, I think, man. These guys are up there. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think Stroud and Young, I mean, they're going to be guys who are going to immediately start and they're going to immediately go into the top 10 conversation so i think 10 and 11 let's do this i'm gonna i'm just gonna throw them up here i'm gonna split the difference i'm gonna leave are you you, would you rather have stroud young or lance at that moment is lance the clear three of those guys because stroud and young whatever they're gonna go there's gonna be no questions on who's the future Right, I think the, the Trey Lance, Brock Purdy. I mean, you heard George Kittle this past week. Brock Purdy's our guy. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's Brock Purdy's job to lose, I think, was the well, – like, that's – from George Kittle? I mean, one of the team captains? The leader, yeah. I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to put them right behind Daniel Jones because I think for the next year – it takes rookies a little bit. Like, you're going to get Trevor Lawrence, who took the huge year two leap. Um, but as far as next year, Daniel Jones will outscore CJ Stroud and, and Bryce Young, I think. So I, that's kind of where I'm going to put those guys. Did you want to insert them into your rankings or leave them out? You know, I, I always want to see landing spots, but I think just to kind of get the conversation started, I think that's a good spot. Slide right outside, just right outside the top twelve guys. I think that's I think it's fair. I mean, Stroud Young, the order doesn't really matter I, yet. It looks like Stroud, and just from following, um, looks like Stroud. I've always been a Stroud guy. Um, I know Young was kind of like the he was seen as the QB one, but Stroud is gaining steam. I mean, Stroud is just fantastic. Um, But man, so we got our top twenty-four QBs. These are that's that's what you're dealing with, especially in a super flex league. You 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 got to go this deep. Who do we? Yeah, who's missing? Who's the QB two that's not on the list right now? For next year, for the next couple of years, is the question. Right. I mean, yeah. We, if Rogers plays him next year, right? What's the longevity uh-huh. there? Where was Tannehill this year? Uh, Tannehill, he was not not there. Maybe twenty six. So he had a rough year. It's probably Mac Jones. I think we've got it. From my perspective, with the unknown, I think Brock Purdy is the guy that if he does come back and take the job 
he's a shoe. He's a, he's a QB two easily. Um, I mean, yeah. we could be swapping Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, you know, mid season next year. And I mean, if you're in a startup draft, it's worth gambling on that because you, I mean, if Trey Lance gets hurt and what if Trey Lance is a starter, what if he gets hurt, you know, then, then you're going to lock in a top 15 QB for fantasy football. So I, I agree with, with putting Purdy here next. I think the next guy, um, I don't mind taking a shot. It's a shot in the dark, but it's Sam Howell. I mean, they're, they're, they've already said that he's the starter going into the year. They have Carson Wentz there where they're paying. He's their number one player on their books this year. And the fact that they're like, we're going to play Sam Howell is. How do the cool. Colts, how do the Colts get that, pull that off? The, the Eagles got, they got a ransom for him and, not, and then now, now the Colts. So it's, it's, it's working. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start somewhere next year. But yeah, what if he's in New York? I mean, if he's with the Jets, that's a really nice little speculation play. Um, I think it's worth taking the guys who are kind of like, if they are named starters, these guys are higher on our board. And Jim, be higher on our board. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to sign a one-year deal somewhere. He's going to sign a two or three-year deal to to get some security. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put I'm going to put Jimmy G next. You want the same? Yeah, I'll, I'll take the same, and then I think we uh, I think we both agree on Howell. He's already been named the starter. He's got he's got Jahan. He's got some nice pieces in play. Is Atlanta going to get Ritter? Is going to get Ritter the year? Yeah, I think that's that's the next guy that floated to my mind. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure if he's a good quarterback, but I know that he's a fantasy producer. And who else I mean, is there? I mean, point, at this point, it's probably where he should be. He should be like I'd rather probably have Ritter over Mac Jones, Ritter over Tannehill, and Rodgers. Yeah, like Rodgers is definitely like a Rodgers for me is that guy you you take if like. You're just like you're trying to win now. You're doing your startup, and you're like, "Oh, my roster looks like it could win." Snag Rodgers as your like QB three, mm-hmm. and then you know that's a great yeah. that's a great option. Uh, but you were talking about Sam Hill, and I cut you off. Uh, my my bad. But Washington, man, that's a fun offense. Howell again in a year from now, we could be talking like, "What if Howell is like, yep, we're gonna move forward with him. He's gonna be our guy for the next. You know, he's got what two or three more seasons on his contract." And the one game where he came in this year, the team got excited. He brought energy to the sideline, the stands, and it, it seems like he is a locker room kind of guy where the team really, really likes him. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if Howell, like if, if you could acquire Howell for like a late second round, like any kind of low capital in the draft, put him on your bench mm-hmm. and see what happens because he's going to get a trial year this year. And if it goes well, cool. He got yeah. something there. Um, There's a. Uh, I could tell you a story where Howell is who Trubisky should have been. Sure. And Trubisky was seen as like a top, I mean, top ten pick, right? So yeah. But I, I like Howell a lot. I think at this point, I'll, I'll put Desmond Ritter here and Mac Jones together. I, man, Mac Jones just. Uh, we've seen two years of Mac now, and it's like he just. Man, he's just a little potato out there. He needs uh, stability at the offensive coordinator position. Yeah, that would really go a long way. Because he, he can play bumper bowling. He can do – like if, if you put Mac Jones in the 49ers' offense, he'd probably be pretty decent. Mm-hmm. He can do Brock Purdy things. So I think it's about finding the right system for a guy like Mac Jones. We'll see if the Patriots can do it. Uh, are you Do you want to lock in Ritter at 28? I'm having like this like – complex between Ritter and Malik Willis right now because I'm I don't know what Tennessee's game plan is for the next few years but I just know that Tannehill is not the game plan yeah um and I don't know if Malik Willis is the game plan either <laughs> Derrick Henry's he, he's the offense and he's he's could fall off the rails at any time and if that happens what what does that offense look like I'm gonna do this what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the rookies man because yeah, so. screw these guys and their questions. Uh, I, I want to so. put the rookies there because Will Levis is a top 10 pick. I know he's getting – he seems to be like the quarterback this year that everyone's kind of got the widest range of opinions on. Um, yeah. But he's got tremendous arm talent. Like he has a, a really fun throw. And then Richardson's going to be one of those guys that can break the game with his legs. I'd rather take a shot on one of these guys uh, at the moment than tread the 
you know, kick the tires on some of these guys. But Malik Willis, I'll probably – I think I'm more excited about Willis than Jones or Ritter. Yeah, I mean, I think he's got the legs. I'll, I'll do the same thing from the rookie perspective. Get those guys in there. I mean, I think I feel like now. We're at, like, how much deeper do we want to go? Um, right. Well, Maybe I'll, get I'll, at least like QB three through. You know, I mean, I, give me Rogers. Put Rogers in there. I mean, the guy's like, he's got probably one to two years in him, especially if he gets to a contender. But my thinking is, <clears throat> if he's going to play again, and it's not for the Packers, he's not going to play just one more season for a team. Right. Like he's gonna he's gonna get you two seasons a minimum. Um, so that's. QB 30 off the board, sure. You'll, you'll get a fringe top 15 QB. And then we're all with the we're with the castaways here. Tannehill, Ritter, Jones, Zach Wilson, Winston, Willis, when is this is the this is the ugly party. Um this is probably the Willis Ritter Jones upside, right? I mean the rest of these guys are kind of just like if they get starter jobs somewhere, they're they're you know bi week fillers. Yeah. In the Superflex. You can't feel good throwing any of these guys. Uh, I, I think my order would be – I think Ritter's got the most upside, and then Willis, and then Mac Jones. Okay. And then I guess you throw Tannehill in there because he's, you know – A year or two, yeah. Yeah, and we've seen him at least, like, produce numbers should he be healthy and playing. And the rest of these guys are – yeah. I don't even want to put them in here. We went, we went 34 deep. I think we went deep enough. These are going to be guys that are free agents probably. I'll, I'll put Zach Wilson in there to round up my 35. Yeah, I think that's respectable. Uh, I mean, honestly, maybe Mike White over Zach Wilson. Put him right behind Mike, him. You know, worst case, if Mike White – if the Jets make a play, Mike White is probably their starter, which is yeah. – you know, I mean, I can't feasibly draft Matt Ryan, Brissett. Yeah, these are all free agents on your yeah, waiver wire. Uh, yeah, for sure. But man, that's our that's we just did our top thirty six. We probably went deeper than we needed to be, and uh, we had some over overall. We had pretty much the same kind of tiers in our heads. Uh, you went with Mahomes, Josh Allen, Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert as your top five. I did Mahomes, Allen. Burrow, Hertz, and Herbert. So the same top five. We both have Lawrence at six. Uh, we kept Lamar at seven and Fields at eight. Watson at nine. Murray at ten. Dak at QB eleven, followed by Daniel Jones. And then we get to our rookies, which what it's going to be. Let me go to the draft order. Who's taking these rookies? Yeah, I mean Houston's got to be locked into a quarterback. Houston. And then is someone going to hop Indianapolis? That's, I mean, that's the big question. If not, the Indianapolis has to grab a quarterback unless they really feel. Levis? Yeah. I mean, do they feel good enough about Levis? I don't, I don't, we'll find out. But who has enough capital to move up? Like Arizona's not moving up. Indianapolis would be a team that could move up over in Houston. Seattle, probably not going to do it. Detroit's not going to do it. The Raiders aren't going to do it. Fal- I, I can't see any team hopping up to do this. I mean, yeah, maybe the. I mean, the Raiders could be an interesting. I don't know if they have. You're Chicago, man. You get you get access to just take the top player. I know you're they're trying to move back a little bit, but I I think who's gonna. I, were the Raiders too much all in on Tom Brady? Mm, probably. What do they have to? I mean, do they have anything else? I mean, they'd have to give up a lot of future picks. Thirty-nine. Yeah, they don't have an excess this year. They got a couple fifths. They'd have to give up next year to move up. But well, I guess they're gonna have to. Um, they're gonna have to get some compensation for Derek Carr. So maybe that gives them ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. If they don't make a move, that's an interesting team to watch. Carolina's probably, I mean, they, <clears throat> there's a few teams that could. It's if they're willing to pay the future. Yeah. So, congrats, Houston Texans. You're getting Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. You guys get one of the two. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we'll see if a team wants to, to hop Houston to get their choice at it. But either way, 
Indianapolis needs a QB. Will Levis, interesting, might be a little too high for that. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's going to be exciting. Um, and then after that, we got into the questions. Everything after this is just speculation, and we're just basically flipping coins here. Um, Trey Lance, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, Tua, Kirk, Derek Carr, Geno, Stafford, Jordan Love, and Kenny Pickett. I think these guys are all QB twos uh, for the for the twenty twenty three season. And again, if Trey Lance is the starter, he'll probably be pushed up in these boards, uh, you know, going into the season. But don't sleep on Brock Purdy, man. He is uh, he's super steady. George Kittle loves him. And uh, down here at the end of the draft, Sam Howell worth looking into. Will Levis and Anthony Richardson pending landing spot. They could move up or down. And then Rodgers is probably going to play another year or two. Um, so if, if you're looking for cheap deals, that's probably where we're going to be at. Uh, any final thoughts here, Jesse, as we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, I think it's there's a lot of question marks, not a lot of stability. But we got a lot of young guys coming up. And I think those young guys are the ones that you got to watch out for and, you know, kind of build your core around. Because, you know, we got the the, the, oh, the guard is changing. You know, the Stafford's going to be retired soon. Cousins is probably not long for this league, much longer. Uh, so it's all about these young guys, how they turn out. And I think this last fantasy season proved just how valuable having a top five QB is. You know, everyone, everyone wanted to, um, everyone wanted to wait on QBs the last few seasons. You can't do that anymore. You have, you have to have a, a guy that can get you 20 plus points at the quarterback position. Otherwise you're going to be irrelevant unless you, you strike gold with it. If you took a Daniel Jones and a Geno Smith in the free agency, something like that, like that's, that's, what's going to swing it. So the top eight quarterbacks are really fun. And then, yeah, we'll see. We got uh Derek Carr, maybe going to the saints. Uh, I think his, his trade deadline dates like next week. I think the 15th, the 15th, so, right? Yeah. So we might get some Derek Carr news next week. We got the draft combine coming up and then free agency in March. So we're getting to it. It was a lot of fun. Um, that's going to do it for us, though. Thank you guys for watching the show. I don't know about next weekend or the weekend after, but we'll sync up and we'll get uh, the running back show for you guys. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys I for your time. be a juicy one. Enjoy the Super Bowl, man. Um, it's going to be a good game. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Peace. Mm-hmm.